0: Hey, listeners, Jeff Ziffer, Mortgage Marketing Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you making time to check out our latest episode. And it is a good one before we get to that. This this episode is brought to you by, you can tell these are live hot mic uh, intros, right? This episode is brought to you by the Mind Classes platform, as you may well know by now. And I wanted to share with you a couple of quick updates and success stories. Uh, I'm reading uh, a post in our private Facebook group right now from Glenda White, Glenda's in uh, the Texas area, and Glenda's been with us for quite a while now as one of our OG VIP members. What's up, Glenda? Shout out to you. Uh, Glenda decided to do some tracking uh, in terms of um, sources of business for her. And I think the last uh, quote I saw from her was uh, a month ago, roughly, she had closed about $7 million in loans and fundings, if I'm correct, uh, exclusively from Agent referrals that had attended her classes uh, in that in that month. By the way, that she closed, um, and so she posted this in our Facebook group. And broke down. So one of the things Glenda does is partner with title reps, and so overcoming the challenge of how do you get butts and seats with agent classes. One of the ways to do that is team up with affiliates and partners. One of those affiliates can be title reps, right? Um, and so Glenda has some stats here. And she's reviewing how many agents have attended her classes exclusively from title reps by the way this is not her inviting not her calling doing nothing but hosting a class and teaming up with the title rep well according to the stats here she just published uh, 66 agents uh, of the classes she has put on uh, this is from february through september 66 agents she's been in front of right for these classes um 17 of the 66 are on the real producers top 500 list uh, for 2023. 15 have sent at least one lead. 22% are talking with me right now, me, me, and Glenda. She's sure engaged in conversations and or referring business, Right, trying to close business together and right and all the issues with the market of trying to close but so 15% have said at least one lead fit 15% of those um 22% she's engaged in talking with in the referring business by the way the key point she makes is 22% are referring business meaning they're advocating on glenda's behalf they're Glenda is glenda is their go to lender and and glenda uh, honestly says in her post it's incredible to think that she could be doing more follow up more one on ones right Uh, to get better, even better results, but I ask you, what are your metrics? Do you even know? Do you know your sources of business? Do you know which agents? Do you have affiliate partners advocating on your behalf, putting you in front of quality referral partners? Listen to Glenda's numbers. You might want to duplicate that same thing for you. And on that note, one of our other members, Kevin Dwyer, what's up, Kevin? hosting our chat GPT class, just hit max registration, 50 agents signed up and the title company is picking up the launch tab. Market share, land grab, building your personal brand, capturing attention. There's a void in the market. There's space. There's less noise. You can go hide like a lot of others, or you can enter the market in a bigger way and building a bigger platform, one that allows you to rise above the noise, get attention, get engagement, and get referrals like Glenda, like Kevin. So what do you do now? Well, that's up to you. But if you want to see if this is a fit for you, I'm happy to chat. You can go to mortgagemarketing.pro, schedule a call on my calendar. I'll make time available. We'll get acquainted and we'll see if it's a fit. Mortgagemarketing.pro. Okay, this week my special guest. I'm really thrilled to uh, be able to talk to this individual who I recently met at the Aim Fuse event in Las Vegas. And uh, Wade Betts is just a, a rock star, longtime veteran in the business. He's approaching a billion dollars in total loans funded over his career. And uh, Wade was at the Aim Fuse event talking about Google Business Profile and the importance of having a optimized Google Business Profile um, and what it can mean to the impact to your business. Wade has, at this moment, 194 Google reviews, 194 five-star Google reviews, I should point out. And Wade and I kind of unpack a lot of different things on this conversation. Um, Part of it is we unpack his strategy for uh, getting Google reviews, how he does it, what his script is, what his process is. All of that. And then, of course, we're punching in and out of different topics like, you know, percentage of business he gets from his past client database. What does he do there? Wade is one of the most structured, um, intentional mortgage professionals I've spoken to. And you'll hear that in today's conversation when he unpacks his daily method of operations, uh, his calendar blocking, and um, all the metrics that he's measuring. Remember, what gets measured improves. What gets measured and reported improves exponentially. Uh, So if you're not measuring your activities, if you're not measuring the results, then how do you know what's really working? And how do you know where you can be effective? How do you know what to uh, uh, add your attention to? How do you know what to perhaps reduce or eliminate altogether? So um, it's a great conversation. We talk a lot about classes. Wade is, of course, an advocate of aging classes. Um, as as a source of agent business and, and so forth, um, and so uh, also social media, Instagram, really really great, just all around you know, unpacking and looking at somebody who's a phenomenal uh, individual, but also a phenomenal producer, and um, somebody that I definitely respect in this business. So, hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do, please share it with somebody. Leave us a review. Without further ado, let's get into this
1: week's show. Wade, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate you having me here. Yeah, uh, really good to, we just ran in, into each other at Fuse, is that correct? The That's agency. right, yeah. yeah, well, yeah we've so. been uh, connected uh, for for years now and finally got to see each other in person. Right, fantastic. And um, you had a, uh, well, before we get into
0: that, why don't you, for those who aren't familiar with Wade Betts, uh, how long in the biz... You know, what do you want to share about your your career year to you know lifetime to date? <laughs>
1: right, um, eighteen years in, uh, basically uh, fourteen of which were spent in retail. Had a wonderful retail experience. Uh, last three to four have been in uh, wholesale, uh, and that's gone quite well as uh, as well. Uh, and the 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 topic that I spoke on at Fuse was about uh, a Google Business Profile, mm-hmm. and frankly. The, the 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 journey that I had from retail to wholesale makes that topic even more important mm. because our brand
0: mm-hmm.
1: is yep. more important, is bigger than the company that you work for.
0: 100%. So I'm,
1: I'm a big believer that a healthy business is a portable business. Mm-hmm. And so I need to make sure that my reputation can follow me wherever I go. Not mm. that you want to go... And jump ship and and oh, you know, yeah. change environments often but the reality is if you if you have all your eggs in a corporate provided basket um and I, i'll just like just be super transparent yeah. here um the first go around that i had with uh collecting reviews it was an internal system yeah. that the outside world couldn't see right and and frankly i was worried that if i were to leave at some point um, I would lose hundreds of reviews. Mm-hmm. And so very early on, I pivoted from those types of captive platforms to a Google business profile, which I controlled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I my only regret was that I didn't do it sooner, uh, frankly, because I've helped thousands of families uh, over my career. And you know, even though I've got 200-ish reviews, just think of what could have been, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, we're so, all guilty of that at some level, right? Oh my God. So true. So that's kind of the the journey that I've, that I've gone on. Uh, it's really important that you control your own destiny with your own reputation. And yes, your company should facilitate that, but you're the brand.
0: Right. All right. We're going to, we're going to put a, a pin in that for a second and come back to that. It's going to be a theme of what we talk about. I also want to make it clear like you're no slouch in this business, right? I mean, I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile. Are you going to, uh, you're approaching a billion dollars in funding career soon. Getting there. If Get years met. like
1: this wouldn't happen, uh, <laughs> I'd be there even faster.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. So you are definitely a, a major player in terms of right. How we measure it, so to speak, right. In the industry units and volume. Um, mm-hmm. while, while I'm on that for a second. So here we are October, 2023. Um, What would, how are you adjusting and pivoting to the current shift? What, what, was there anything that you've done and like, you know, fourth quarter, change the play kind of stuff? Anything you want to share on that? I
1: would just say that you've got to work harder than you ever have before. So, uh, you know, fat cats that I've been in the industry for a long time, honestly, I feel like we're at a disadvantage over a lot of the newer talent that has come in the industry because we remember how good it used to be and they don't know any different. We're we're romantic about that. Right. Yeah. Oh, back when rich with this, well, no one cares like work now, you know, like the, the, the sign over my shoulder that work until you don't have to introduce yourself. I'm still working on that. Hmm. And that actually takes me to what I have done over the last three or four quarters is really take my social presence much, much more seriously. So don't get me wrong. You have to make the phone calls and see the people and and have all the analog pieces to your business, mm-hmm. but the digital presence is, is key. So my coach and mentor, uh, he encourages me to post video content multiple times per week to essentially attract people to my right. brand because right. my brand is winning with Wade. Mm-hmm. So I will make sure you either win with me or because of me, but you'll win because we're together. So that's the, I even got my own merch and everything. Oh, you did. Cool, man. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm on your
0: Instagram right here. We're going to link up all your stuff, by the way, your Google, your Instagram in the show notes for people listening, but it is winning with weight on Instagram. Um, All right. So I got to ask this question that I usually ask is what is or has been your number one source of business?
1: So I'm very heavy past client database, actually. Um, more than 50% of my closings every single year come from my past clients. So for those of us that have been in the industry, if you're neglecting your database, you are making a massive mistake. Those people already hopefully know, like, and trust you. Uh, So just pick up the phone. It's only weird if you make it weird. Like right now, every day I call people that are having their birthdays the following day. Mm. So every Monday I'm calling everyone that has a birthday on that Monday. And then Tuesday, Tuesday, I'm calling people that have birthdays on Wednesday, Wednesday. I'm calling people uh, that have birthdays on Thursday, Thursday, Mm. Friday, Friday, I'm calling Saturday and Sunday every single day. So I track it because my coach makes me, uh, report back to him. Sounds like you got a good coach. (laughs) Yeah. Monday, I made 10 birthday calls, Tuesday, eight. Wednesday, 10. Today, I've made seven.
0: Is it really so, that simple, Wade?
1: Yeah, and it's just it's really simple. It's Hey, just wanted to reach out and wish you a happy birthday. I'm going to be tied up in meetings tomorrow, not able to call them, but I just wanted to give you some well wishes. Hopefully, you have a great day full of friends and family. If any of those friends and family need a mortgage, let me know. But seriously, happy birthday, and uh, call me if you need me. Blah, 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 blah. And that those same live, message,
0: Those are live dials. You're not doing ringless voicemail drops. No, uh, no.
1: I'm I'm manually typing the number on every single one of those. Um, how many of those go to
0: voicemail, roughly?
1: I yeah. I track that. Mm. Um, I get about a 22% talk rate. Wow, that's cool. So uh, and then it helps because I also send a handwritten birthday card mm-hmm. leading up to that, mm-hmm. and I'll put a and I actually have it right here a $1 scratch-off ticket in there, and I'll put a postscript that says, shoot me an email at, and I'll put my email address, and let me know if you win. Mm. Well, about half the people do it, and when they do, they usually reply back with their best and most accurate email address, and then Uh, you cross-reference that with your CRM to make sure that your database is updated. Okay it's a really helpful tactic. The only downside is the guy at seven 11 thinks I have a gambling addiction because of all the, <laughs> the lotto tickets that I buy.
0: What's the, I'm just now you get really curious. What's the biggest number you can recall? Did anybody let you know, like 50 bucks, a hundred, 500 or anything? Or is 50. it?
1: Yeah. It's, it's not It's a like, dollar
0: ticket. So yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a dollar scratch yeah. off. So you're not going to retire on it, but, uh, no, you know, but- I'm just hoping that it brings some joy that's really cool all right so
0: um that is awesome and then where do you what's what's next after that is it real estate agents or who
1: for sure uh, yeah. a, a big piece of what I do uh, is real estate agents as well uh primarily that was generated from uh, the contracts that that I work and then uh classes you know I know that's a passion project of yours yeah. I love teaching I did a significant amount of that during covid mm-hmm. but you know leading up to that and I'm talking the years leading up to that. You know, when you first start teaching classes, you just decide one day to do it. And you all could right. be the only one that shows up that month. And that's okay. <laughs> or there could be one person or 10. But I did that for years before mm. I got an introduction to a title company who asked, hey, you you teach, you've got all the content. We've got the CE platform. We need instructors that know what they're doing. Can you come in and teach? And that, that has led to... Mm. I'm not exaggerating. I think I even told you at Fuse, I think during the two years of of COVID, I taught 66 different classes and got in front of 891 different real estate agents. Wow. All virtual, of course, right? And all that was virtual. And even now that you're obviously able to get back in front of people, 80% of it's still virtual. So Hmm. I'll do 20% where it's live in person, Hmm. uh, but but most of it's uh, virtual. And I'll tell you, the smaller brokerages out there, the ones that aren't the Keller Williams of the world, where they have all the built-out, incredible training, they need people to provide educational content as a value add to their agents. Right. So you can set up, and I have about three brokerages that have me come in every month and uh, and teach classes uh, for them as a as a continuing ed type uh, event. I even went so far as to open a CE uh, school in texas so that i can offer this as ce credits going forward myself wow so not have to rely on other uh companies to facilitate that for me that's very smart very smart like no joke i've got all of the applications right here to for 27 new ce classes that i'm submitting this week yeah and i
0: understand texas it's relatively easy for ce approval
1: uh, yes, it it uh, it took some paperwork, but it wasn't it wasn't that complicated. Well, what I mean by that is, uh, so quick sidebar
0: here for those listening. But uh, like I know of other people in other states, who's like California, I think is one where like they get you got to jump through all these hoops, and you got to like edit your slides and like all this stuff, and it's really just such a wall. And so that's why my usual default you know answer to people when they ask about CE is, you know, quote unquote, you don't need it uh, because. My answer is always when people ask me, Hey, what's the number one secret to getting agents, butts, and C's at a class? I always say it's the title, it's just like yes. a book. It's like the cover of a book. that has to be a compelling, you know, headline. So I don't know. Would you agree with that?
1: I, I completely agree. So I I worried when I was teaching CE classes, well, why are they here? Yeah. Are they here for the content or are they here for the CE credit because they have to be? Right. So if if the class you're offering is not C E Uh, approved, you know, they're there for the content. And I'll also just throw this in there. I always taught my classes in person at 10 or two. Mm -hmm. So 10 o'clock was too late for breakfast and too early for lunch. Right, And two was after lunch. So I didn't, I'm not there to feed you really. I'm, you're here for the content. If you want to grow your business, you're in my tribe, I will help you. But if you're here to be fed, go someplace
0: else. Um. All right. So, out of those classes you've taught in your career, you built a database of roughly 800. That was just during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a very hard question, but I got to ask it because it makes me really curious. Like, can you dotted line then in terms of you know the challenge most LLs have and get in front of agents, right? The usual stuff that the the cold calls and the this and that and everything that people do, obviously sounds self-serving. But I'm of course preaching. Let's like leapfrog that and go right to classes. How would you score that or 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 rank your results? for getting realtor referrals, leading with classes?
1: So that's worked very well for me. Um, I will tell you most of the top producing agents, it wasn't my experience that they would show up to an in-person class like that. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I will tell you, you will get far, far, far better results if after class you have some, even if it's an automated content drip that reinforces whatever the topic is you will engage and capture more of those uh, agents in your in your net yep. than if you just taught the class said thank you right. and and didn't follow up so obviously the the money's in the follow up and the more thought out that can be the better results you'll have and that was before i had um a tech stack with bonzo in it Mm-hmm. So I was having to manually do a lot of a lot of that follow up and it's hard. Yeah. So I've got great systems. However, it's always able to be improved. So if I'm doing this over again. Every single one of those classes has probably a four week uh, drip that reinforces the topic because mm-hmm. now we're to the next month's class. Mm-hmm. And then when they that when they roll off that four week drip, they go into my long term nurture campaign just to stay in front of them uh, indefinitely. So that's how, if I was doing it over again, that's how I would do it. Yeah, and then when you think about piecing all the the
0: pieces of the puzzle together. Uh, you know, uh, social, the follow-up calls, like it's really like this puzzle that all comes together when, and of course you're probably capturing content for your classes, especially if it's in person, you get to repost those videos and pictures and all that stuff. So back to what we're going to now pivot back to is personal brand is you're building your personal brand and aware. And a lot of people talk about personal brand, consumer direct and all that, but few talk about personal brand with real estate agents or referral partners. And like, that's equally important because there's this brand perception of LOs as a whole. And then if, you know, you're trying to pursue agents, like if I don't see Wade, no Wade, it's just, it's, it's a cold outreach. But if you're engaging with agents on Facebook or they're seeing your stuff and there's, you know, Oh, look at, it. he's doing a class over here today, or he's at the board, like all that stuff bubbles up to be like, yeah, I've heard of Wade. Who are you? I'll take your call.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, it helps. I, I've like, and it feels good, but I've been at it for about a year now being intentional mm-hmm. with my uh, my social content with the right. the digital side of the business, essentially.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but it feels good. So like literally the face to face that I had last week, that agent um, was talking to one of the title companies that I that I teach for, and they uh, they said, hey, like I'm having this problem. And that title company said, you should follow Wade Betts. And so she she had been, I didn't know. Right. And she, she reached out to me after weeks, apparently, and said, hey, I've been following you for a while. I like what you're about. Can we meet for coffee? So-and-so says you're amazing. It's like, yes, yes, we can do that. <laughs> and we met last week. So that's starting to happen with more frequency. Yeah. And the key other than consistency with it mm-hmm. is to engage with people. So you can't hope to have people engage with you if you're not engaging with them. So, um, I'm, I'm in my Instagram DMS often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a time block. So eight to eight 30 every single day. Cause I have my little calendar here every day, 20 likes, 20 post comments, 20 story comments, eight mm-hmm. to eight 30. Mm-hmm. And then I have uh, try to keep my engagement rate on Instagram specifically uh, around 10%. So mm-hmm. it's been as low as five and as high as 30, which is massive for uh, essentially a business account, which is normally one to 3%. So, um, Explain what you mean by engagement rate. So essentially how many people that are engaging with your content uh, messaging and it's in being intentional with the right people. So mm. like Jeff, I've got friends that have, just massive followings. And, and so I'm, I'm constantly like chirping at my social teams Here's like, Hey, let's get like, what do we need to do to get the, the, the follower count out? And they keep reminding me it's the right followers that matter. So if you look at my Instagram, you'll see my, I help statement of who I serve. So we're being very intentional about going after those specific people.
0: Mm. Okay. I I help build wealth and memories through real estate yes yeah with um i wanted to ask you quick about the engagement rate uh just to be clear for those uh that's a you can look at that in your profile analytics right
1: you can't so i post using loomly um okay, so you don't have tool. to use a a a, a, a software mm-hmm. to do that um, but i'm i'm filming a significant amount of content so i'm, I'm very time blocked so once a week i've got a two hour uh, block mm-hmm. of time to plan the content so what am i going to say create the scripts you know get with chat gpt ma- map it all out like what am i going to film mm-hmm. and then i have a separate time block to actually film the content i never i never do both at the same time because the planning frankly takes out a lot of energy and you just end up looking like a uh, like a whipped puppy yeah. by the time you're done with it and you're not fresh for the actual filming
0: yeah So it's two different types of energy for sure totally right? So you mentioned Loomly, you're managing your social uh, platforms, which is like a third party, like a Hootsuite or a Buffer or something like that.
1: There's tons of them. Absolutely. So if you can natively post them on all the platforms, do it. You'll get better results is what I understand, but I don't have that bandwidth. So I use software. The only platform that I'm personally posting on is my personal Facebook feed for the reels, but it's the same exact video that's going on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Uh, that's the same thing that's going on my personal Facebook reels.
0: All right. I'm going to write this
1: down, put it in the show notes. I'm not currently posting any of that short-form content on my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. I specifically have YouTube set aside for long-form content.
0: Okay. And what types of long-form content will you be doing there?
1: So um, we mentioned off-camera, I partnered with Scott Shang with the Find My Way Home uh, project. So essentially, a lot of the content that we're creating – um it's not sexy I mean it's about uh you know adus and how to house hack and you know Fannie Mae just announced that they are gonna allow uh two to four units with five percent down now like just kind of getting into some of the boring mortgage content yes that it's not it's not exciting <laughs> like oh <laughs> I know. just reiterate that um you know it, it's it's truly boring so the short form content on all the other platforms that's kind of Pulling them in, mm-hmm. but no one's really going to YouTube to take a deep dive into mortgages unless they are absolutely in the weeds with that at that exact moment. So it, it's just different bait, essentially.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we can have a whole another conversation about YouTube, um, but let's bring it back to uh, the the conversation in our presentation you gave at Fuse, uh, mm-hmm. which you mentioned a, a, a moment ago. Uh, I said I put a, a, a pin in that personal brand, but what you made me curious was. You were talking about how you couldn't control the reviews with, with that back in the day, and you wanted to better control that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, we're talking about Google Business Profile. Most people listening should be aware of what that is. Um, but why don't you maybe we can start here? What is your process for asking and getting reviews on Google okay. specifically?
1: Yeah. And let me, before I answer that, just sure. when I ask the question to the audience, raise your hand if you have a Google Business Profile. Only about a third of the audience raised their hand.
0: All right. Well, so, and that's your bigger issue question about like
1: corporate and there's all those limitations around
0: corporate too, right?
1: That's exactly right. So if you have the ability mm-hmm. to have your own Google business profile, start there, mm-hmm. have it optimized, have it in a, a tied to an email address that you control,
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay, and make sure you're posting regularly. Mm -hmm. and then make sure you're asking for reviews, which Jeff is what you just asked me about. So essentially, if you're going to get reviews, you have to earn the right to get reviews. Mm -hmm. So you have to care, create a referable experience. Yes. And once you've created that referable experience, then you can ask for referrals. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the process, the way I handle it, because I'm not attending most of my closings, mm-hmm. I always do a post-closing honor call. You know, for one, they're getting thrown like a huge stack of documents. So I always want to make sure, hey, how did closing go? Do you have any questions about the the phone book size stack of documents that you were asked to sign? Did your did your hand cramp up? I'll make it like a little <laughs> And And the reality is most of the time they'll say no. But if they do have questions, I'll answer them. Yeah. And then I'll just say, uh, give them honor. You know, Jeff, it was it was really appreciate you trusting my team and I to help with this. It means the world to us. Can I ask a favor? And and you, sure. yeah, ask away. Say, I'm looking to add as many five star Google reviews to my business as I could. If I shot you a, a link over, would you mind putting some kind words together for me? It would really mean a lot to me and my family. Hmm. So you hear what I how I phrased it. Yeah, I'm five looking star. for five star reviews. Right. So if you didn't think I did five stars, please say nothing. You know, like okay, right. don't have anything nice to say, say nothing at all. Um, and then I uh, essentially said it would mean a lot to me and my family because mm. they're helping put food on my family's table. Right. So they will say yes, because, again, they're a nice person. And then I'll I'll literally text them a link. And now. Google has this really long link that you can send people. I have a a, a vanity URL uh, issue with GoDaddy. I've got like 125 different uh, URLs. Yeah. So I went and bought one that rolls off the tongue, right. and I tied my Google page to it. Interesting. So literally, what is it? When leave way to very subtle. <laughs> That's pretty obvious. Yeah. Very subtle. So. If I'm talking to you, Jeff, I'm saying, hey, do you mind if I shot you a text yeah. and you could put some kind words together for me? You say, yeah, no, no problem. Send me over the link. So I'll send it. And I've got it. It's kind of canned, but I'll customize it a little bit. But it's just a, a script, you know, a, a canned little script. Thanks so much for talking to me, Jeff. Here's that link. It really means a lot to me. Thank you so much. Hmm. But that's not the end of it because people get busy. They just bought a house. They could forget. So right. my coach makes me do a seven-day post-closing check-in how's everything going? Any after the fact questions? Thank you again for agreeing to leave me that review. I can't wait to see it. Let me know if you need me to resend you the link. Mm -hmm. And then if I don't see anything there, I have one more follow-up two weeks later. So if you're doing the math, that's three weeks after closing. Just wanted to check in one last time. Thank you again for being willing to leave me that review. It means the world to me. I'll stay in touch as this kind of transitions to a paying loan. Let me know uh, if you need anything in the meantime. Blah, you, know, blah, you, you,
0: you know what you just did with that extra call two weeks after closing? Uh if have you looked behind you yet to see all the LOs left in your dust? I am that <laughs> like don't yeah. even go there.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And so you start talking about you know helping them become a successful loan officer after closing with some of the things, like just getting it to the closing table. That should be the bare minimum. Yeah. And you know, uh, a mentor of mine, uh, Ryan Grant, he's got that art of home ownership process, which is amazing. I'm a big, big fan of that mission. And so what are you going to do from closing beyond? Like that's the hard part, the next 30 years. Yes. So you have to make sure that the client knows that and getting a review on your Google business page is just part of that because it helps people find. So that was phase one. And I've done that with that exact process for years and years and years. Now, in the beginning, when I was just getting started, I used one of these reputation management uh, companies to help uh, uh, kickstart it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Jeff, if I'm being honest here, I'm not busy enough to where I need to automate that right now. I, right. I can personally handle it. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I get better results by being the one actually asking for the review. Right. So it it matters, that you're getting these pretty frequently. And I'm just talking one, two, three a month. It doesn't have to be dozens yeah. per month. But if if your clients are Googling you, and they are, mm-hmm. and they see nothing but five-star reviews, but they're all from you know six years ago, mm. they don't know that you're any good anymore. Yeah. So what they need to doing? see that you're consistent because mm-hmm. your consistency is your character, essentially.
0: Ooh, that's good. Your consistency is your character. Not mine.
1: Uh, my 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 mentor came up with that. So I'm just parroting his words, but he tells it to me all the time. I like that. Who's this this mentor coach? I gotta ask. Uh Amir said with growth only. Oh, okay, cool. There
0: you Well, Amir Shout now. Shout out, Amir. Appreciate you, buddy. Now you owe me, Amir. There's the a plug. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta come speak at your conference, Amir. Um, all right. So your newest was a week ago for the Google Business Review. That's yep. pretty fresh.
1: Yeah so get a couple uh, per month uh, is the reality of it
0: um okay can you and again i apologize if this is a difficult question but you seem to be a guy who manages and you know tracks a lot of things what can you say so you've got 194 google reviews which is amazing um how can you say that's impacted your business is there any any you know evidence or indicators
1: so I can only say uh, the number of calls I get from it. So this is this is the long game. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this has taken years to get to this point. Uh, I've talked to friends that have reviews that they don't get any calls. Mm-hmm. I get calls. And so I call this phase one. Phase one is up until literally this point where you're 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 consistently posting, you got an optimized profile. Uh, you're getting reviews consistently. Consistently, if you do nothing else, you're you're doing great. Now, if you want to take it a step further with phase two, that's where you start worrying about backlinking to your website and doing some of these SEO things behind the scenes. So, there's absolutely companies that can help with that as well. Uh, but that's where I'm at now, and and a year from now, it'll be dramatically different. So. Lily, you didn't know, I didn't know you were going to ask me that question. Today alone, I've gotten one call from my Google page. Yesterday, I had two. They close at about a 17% rate. So oh. not quite as, as strong as a warm referral, mm-hmm. but way, way higher than a uh, Facebook lead or some yeah. other type of lead.
0: Well, and the other thing
1: about that is they
0: they come to you already at the later stage of the buying right. cycle.
1: You know, yeah, the they have is
0: often early on the uh, on that cycle. But and the other thing too is they've read your reviews, they've probably like, uh, by the way, do you know how you how they're getting to your Google review? Are they are they doing some like you know, mortgage broker near me type searches or any insights onto that?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I so if you if you wanted to pull up an incognito page right now and type mortgage broker uh Dallas, I would show up as number one in the uh three pack. If you search, that's not an easy like, feat, by the way. Right. That the, the keyword broker. If you if you change it to uh, Dallas mortgage lender instead, mm. I'm not in a three pack. So if you expand that, I'm number five. Mm. So that's that's pretty good. I'm I'm very happy with that, and that will get better and better and better the more intentional I am about the content I'm creating. Right backlinking it to my website. So when I mentioned earlier that I partnered with Scott Shang with their Find My Way Home, every video that I film as part of his platform that goes on his website will also go on my website that my team behind the scenes will backlink to to increase eyeballs on my content. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. A year from now, it'll be dramatically different. But even just in the last 24 hours, I've gotten three calls. Yeah. um, You know, I'll, I'll take it. No,
0: I mean it's like you said. It, that's phase one, and you know there's only so much you can do, you know, at once when you still have to originate loans. Um right. so, so, if any takeaway you're listening to this right now, and you know your Google Business profile is, um, you know, it's got some skinny legs, let's say, uh, and you need to bulk those legs up, the first thing is to get a process around asking for reviews. <laughs> I'd be here curious to hear your. Uh, I've often, you know, suggested to realtors and or loan officers. To go back to their past client database and ask for the missed review they didn't get.
1: Oh my God. Yes. Any coaching Absolutely. around that?
0: Uh, what does that sound like for you?
1: So uh, again, I will say that most salespeople have a fear of calling their past client database, but right. you're in your own head. Mm-hmm. People think of us way less than we think that they do. Okay. Perfect. So they haven't thought of us since the last time we reached out, which could have been years. Mm-hmm. And it, it's only weird if you make it. So Jeff, if I hadn't talked to you in years, that phone call to you would be, hey, Jeff, Wade Betts over at Empire Financial. And you are like, Wade? Yeah, I know. I, I feel so bad. I can't even remember the last time I reached out to you. But I wanted to check in, see everything was going with the home, make sure you and the family are doing okay. And then, do you mind, could I ask you a favor? Hmm. You will say, sure. What's up? I was like, I feel terrible. I didn't ask this, you know, when we closed you, but I really enjoyed working with you. You're one of my favorite clients. If I could hit the universe reset button and only work with clients like you, I totally would. I would love it if you would leave me a five-star review for my Google business page. It would just mean the world to me. If if I sent you a link, would you mind putting those kind words together for me? And you would say yes, because you're a nice human being. Mm-hmm. And I would say, okay, here you go. But then you have to follow up. Boom, boom, boom. Right. So it's only weird if you make it weird. And Make it doesn't it. have to be that wordy. Obviously, naturalize it to, to, to your word, not mine. Yeah. But do you
0: think it's it's important to do it via a phone call, not an email or a text?
1: I've done both. Mm-hmm. Um, you will get results if you just do an automated sequence uh, of uh, like email. Like post-close text, automated email. sequence, yeah. Yeah, you'll get, no, I'm talking about like if you upload. Oh, even past, yeah. Yeah, you know, 500 past clients, sure. you're going to get reviews. Okay. Um, you also could piss some people off that uh, that maybe didn't have a five-star experience. Yeah, you want to but identify those maybe. <laughs> let's, let's be real, though. All of us should be talking to our past client database, yeah. so don't automate it. You have enough time on your hands right now, right. and you right. can pick up the phone and have a little three-minute conversation about it and move on. Mm -hmm. Even, and if that was even a voicemail, I would say something very similar. And I would say, Hey, just shoot me a text message back. If it's okay to send you that link, I just don't want to impose. Hope you're doing amazing.
0: Yeah. I mean, we could really, you know, uh, double tap on this obvious activity, but, um, it's, it's kind of like getting yourself to the gym in some ways where you're like, I know I should. Right. But then you're like, shit, I got to pack my bag. I got to drive like all the BS we come up with in our head yet. With the challenge today of activity and business, and we're having a difficult time finding the business, even though the business is still happening, albeit at a much you know a reduced rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the saying whoever came up with that, I totally swiped it, which is conversations equals contracts. And sure. it, like, how else are you going to have conversations? You can have them on social, but what better place to have them with the past clients? Of course, the people that already know you like you, um, and. Yeah, I I just I don't know. I'm just hanging out, going like, why wouldn't anybody call five past clients a day? You know, easily, so.
1: at least uh, have a birthday call, do an annual uh, financial review, mm-hmm. not an annual mortgage review, mm-hmm. because no one needs an annual mortgage review because they got a three percent rate already. Yeah, but yeah. they need a financial review because what if they don't have their estate plan put together? What if their insurance skyrocketed and they need a recommendation to an insurance professional? What if they need to get life insurance because they're worried that if they pass away, uh, they won't be able to pay off their, their mortgage. So annual financial reviews are more about giving referrals out to your partners mm-hmm. than generating it for yourself, but make no mistakes. They'll tell you, Hey, we're thinking about buying a, a lake property in two years. Great. Oh, mm-hmm. well, by the way, if you run into anybody else looking to buy salary refinance, I'd love to be able to count on you to pass my name along. Again, another unfair question, but,
0: um, can you speak to of because you seem to be very consistent with your calls uh to your past client database can you speak to a business that you're able to right generate from that just by, because you're doing the calls
1: yes um because i've got a system that i've worked for a long time uh, with it a lot of times they call me before i can call them
0: mm-hmm.
1: so a lot of times i'm interacting with them because they've reached out to me. So the- But
0: you're already top of mind with them. So that's why they're thinking of you. Correct. If you're the average LO who doesn't send a newsletter or email, who doesn't do the post-close follow-up system that you do, who doesn't go to social engage, like that's why you see the stat of 25% or whoever reuse the same LO. Well, that's why, right? But you're already top of mind.
1: That's right. And so it really helps. So literally- I've had years um, where I've had 80% of my closings come from past clients. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm down to 15 because my coach is nudging me to get closer to a 50-50 balance with agents and and past clients. Right. But the past clients already know, like, and trust you. Just call them. You right. can do the letter of the alphabet uh, sequence where you call one letter of the alphabet a week. Uh, I struggle with that. Just to be candid, I, I'm I'm very pleased with myself that I'm able to do the birthday calls because yeah. each week is 50 plus calls because I've wow. got so many past right. clients. So How many
0: are in there, by the way, if I can ask? Here, here roughly.
1: I'm getting close to 3,000 total clients that I've closed, so it is it is a lot. So if it's roughly, you know, 50 ish a week, you yeah. know, 2,500 in my in my database for the year. Do you have a um... Well, before I go there, do you send them a, uh, a newsletter of any kind? So they get, it depends how they're leveled in my database. So um, very thorough. So yeah, they're, they're ranked. So uh, everyone gets the electronic communication. So that's going to be, um, I like famous quotes. Um, so I actually will even do quote reaction videos for some of my reels. Like one of my favorite ones was Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, all of us have heard that. Mm. But what most people don't know is the second part of that uh, phrase is, but they laid bricks every day. Yeah. yeah. So I had a, a a video where I just said the quote and then talked about what it meant to me. And so I do probably two of those a month uh, for my social. Mm. So the emails that I send out each month are, are famous quotes. Mm. So then I turn those emails. Is that just an
0: image quote or is it a yeah. text? Those... No, it's just
1: an image. Yeah. Uh, I had one guy uh, reach out. Uh, last week, because the one that he got, he's like, "You don't know this about me, but my parents actually named me after that person." Wow, really? Like, wow, that's amazing. Thank yeah. you for sharing. Yes. So they get that. I'll do um, weird holidays like National Avocado Day. I think right. I actually have. Yep. Yep. That one. Uh, yeah, I got this one right here, so I keep it handy. So just National Avocado Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do. Uh, for for the holidays, I'll do a little uh, holiday ornament. Okay, uh, they're they're handmade by a former coworker of mine. She, it's her side business. So we send all. out three thousand of those. Well, only for people oh, that close they're this ranked. year. That's
0: right. The yeah, yeah. So everyone three,
1: that 000. closed this calendar year gets one of these. Yeah. Um. You do the Thanksgiving cards one. to everybody? Mm-mm. No, oh. I, I don't. uh, don't do Thanksgiving. I do random holidays, and I do the holiday card. It's mm-hmm. like Groundhog Day, like stuff like that. So, but not everyone gets a physical printed card. Sure. Yeah. Because it is a lot, a lot of money for people that might not be ranked an A. What so, how do you rank them an A?
0: What's the criteria?
1: Um, so if they're a repeat client, absolutely they're an A. If they've given me a referral, mm-hmm. they're an A. Mm-hmm. Uh if they're a veteran, because I specialize in helping veterans, you know, my Y is right over my shoulder. Yes, sir. So Mine too. Um, Yeah, exactly. Um, They they're an A. Uh, If they're a high net worth individual, or their job is a connector, they're like an HR director, or I know it sounds weird, but like hairstylist because they talk to everybody. Personal trainers can be great, great referral sources. Yep. Stuff like that. Um, So let me
0: ask you the opposite of that. Not to interrupt you, but what makes somebody a C?
1: Difficult. They didn't, they didn't follow my process. uh, Ungrateful, argumentative. Mm -hmm. uh, So they don't get to back. (laughs) They get, get, everyone gets something unless they're truly on uh, do not contact. And they get the, uh,
0: they get the uh, fruitcake, right?
1: (laughs) If you make a a big enough omelet, you're going to crack some eggs. So, (laughs) So oh. there are people that are on the do not uh, contact again under any circumstances. Wow. Yeah. And, and are there any realtors on that list too? Not really. Okay. Um, no, not really. I, I have a high eye disc profile, so yeah. I get along with a lot of people. So you have to really do something bad to, right. to, to have me not want to engage with you anymore.
0: Hmm. Um, uh, okay. So now I'm going to bounce around a little bit. Uh, roughly how many realtors do you work with, and do you have a ranking for them also?
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes, I do. Um, (laughs) So I keep three main lists. Mm -hmm. I keep a Focus 40, Mm -hmm. which they've referred me, and we've closed a deal together in the last 90 days. Okay. So the name of the list is Focus 40. Mm -hmm. I don't have 40 agents on that list. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because if you're doing the math there, Mm-hmm. That's four closings per year per person on that list. That'd be 160 closings uh, from that list alone. Mm. So I've got usually single digit agents on that list, mm-hmm. maybe low, low double digits at any given time. Okay. So they've referred me in the last 90 days and we closed a transaction together. Then I have the next 40, which is they've referred me, but we haven't closed uh, in the last 90 days. Okay. So maybe we closed in the past, but it just hasn't been in the last 90 days. So they're on that list. I think I had 37 people on that list Mm -hmm. the last time I compiled this. And then I have the last 40, which is just like everyone I'm chasing. So there's like Mm. 130 something names on that list. How do you identify who you're, you know, quote,
0: chasing? Do you do any production criteria on that? or
1: You try to... um, you try to have it be people that um, are qualified, mm-hmm. uh, but if you if you follow the sequence there, you know they ideally stay in the focus forty. Right. Then they can drop to the next forty. But if they haven't referred me in the last ninety days, mm-hmm. that's when they drop to that that okay. larger list. So that list is largely comprised of of agents that I've received referrals from in the past mm-hmm. that I'm hoping to to nurture to get them back up the food chain the other way.
0: So they went dark or radio silent or something, something
1: or the business is just down. So, right. you know, your agents that were used to doing, you know, 10 buy sides a year, now they're doing two or three. Right. Now it's just different. Hmm.
0: And do you have any specific strategies around identifying specific agents like I know in my area back in the day, right, Orange County. I used to look at the, like the, the you know who the top producers are, right? Because mm-hmm. they're out there everywhere. You see them, and so you identify like who do I want to? Remember? Oh, there's this girl in the magazine. She's a friggin' rock star, right? And all that kind of. Stuff. Do you do any of that kind of stuff in terms of like you know laser targeting or anything like that? Or are you just tr- the top of your agent funnel, the classes.
1: Yes, uh, there'll be some of that sniper rifle uh, stuff, but the reality is the the top top people have their relationships sure a lot of that is shifting right now because yeah. of the market turmoil mm-hmm. so for everyone listening and watching you know don't think that just because they say they have a, a a preferred lender that that relationship's dialed in right um and don't let them tell you oh i know so and so well that's great that you know him that sounds like you're in a friendship with him not a relationship with him so yeah. uh don't be in the friend zone I lily told an age, uh a realtor this sorry a loan officer this morning that I'm that I'm coaching, I'll, they're asking how to, how to end the meeting. I was like, well, you're going to have to be direct sometimes. So like, you need to essentially the business equivalent of lean in for a kiss right. and ask for their ask for the business. Yeah. And if they reject you, they reject you, yeah. but at least you know where you stand. You don't want to be in the friend zone where oh it was a great meeting and blah right. blah blah. So ask for a tie down. If you don't get it, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if they do, now stay in touch. What's your system to follow up afterwards to ensure that that relationship blossoms and bears fruit as opposed to just withers on the vine? Because Jeff, you know, loan officers meet with agents day in and day out and then they get happy years mm-hmm. Got them, and then they don't follow up at all. Right. And then they wonder why they didn't get referrals. Yeah. I, I've been guilty of that too, especially in the early days. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Like, We've all been there. Don't even right. think that, that that we haven't. Every single person has been there, but really? the more systematized you can be, the less likely that it is to happen. Well, let's say you're meeting with an agent.
0: Let's, you know, let's say they came, however they got in front of you. Right. But there's some perceived respect already, mm-hmm. but you haven't transacted yet. Um, uh, but there is, you have the meeting, you have a good, good conversation about, you know, first of its rapport and all that kind of stuff. I'm assuming you're probably, I, I might be wrong. Um, maybe let's go there briefly for a minute. I'm keeping an eye on the clock. But um, what is your briefly, your you met an agent by way of whatever means, class or whatever. You're in front of them one-on-one via Zoom or in person. How do you move them f- or attempt to move them forward?
1: So towards the end, it's, and again, naturalize it. Mm-hmm. I have really enjoyed our time together, Jeff. I, I think we really hit it off. Would you have any reservations about sending me your next buyer client so we can see if this goes anywhere together? Mm -hmm. that's the tie down. That's me leaning in for a kiss and you're either going to accept it or reject it. Right. And we'll see where it goes. Cause they could say, no, I I'm, you know, I I'm committed or whatever excuse. And now you know where you're standing. but what you don't want to do is you want to, don't want to leave that meeting and, and not, and think you're in a relationship, but you've just been friend zoned and you don't even know it.
0: Mm. So you've got to ask essentially the tie down question to find out where you stand.
1: And I will tell you, for a high I disc profile, that is harder for me to do yeah. than someone that's got a, a high D, because right. they'll just come up right and say it. Yeah. So it it you just have to overcome your ask reluctance. So, so Tim, I think Tim Davis says he likes big yeah. ask. Likes a big yeah, ask. big ask. Yep. Gotta have big ask.
0: That's true, and it reminds me of Jeremy Forsier as well. I think he says, wow. oh, "Would you be open to sending me your next two buyers?" Oh and- yeah you may know his response when they're like, well, why two? He's like, well, because anybody can get lucky once. Right. But I really want a chance to opportunity to really demonstrate my right process for you and all that kind of jazz. It's pretty smart.
1: I love Jeremy. And yeah, and he's right too, because if you ask for one, they're going to give you like the 500 credit score (laughs) the first time, buddy, (laughs) you're a professional turd polisher at that point. (laughs) So it is uh, it's easier if it's a, um, a cleaner file. So that's last week. Again, I had a meeting with an agent. Um, the It was a Google referral that mm-hmm. the client found me. And so I had never met the agent before. We wowed the agent. He mm-hmm. referred me to other people during the contract. Because in my really? area. Yeah. So two wow. CCRs during the during the contract. Wow. The both of them were new construction. I run into that a lot in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Yep. Uh, so I've got a whole process built around trying to beat the builder's lender. Mm. Uh, and I took a look at it. One, I ended up uh, beating the builder down by a half a percent and mm. saved the veteran $5,500. Mm-hmm. And and so, but he ended up staying with the builder because we were literally neck and neck. And he was, you know, less than three weeks from closing. Sure. But he he gave me a review. I didn't even get his loan, but I got a review. Yeah. He raved about me to his agent and his agent said he'd never had an, uh, a client uh, rave about a, a lender before, much less one they didn't use. Right. And then he promised me his interest rate reduction refinance when rates cooperate. Wow. That's so awesome. then the other guy, the builder was giving them such a good deal. I couldn't touch it. And I told him this much. Yeah. So he wanted to meet. He had a problem with the file over the weekend with uh, another client, high net worth individual, and again, mortgage broker had a product that was non-QM that fit his needs, and we locked him in yesterday. Wow. All of that from Google because it wouldn't happen without the, the Google tie down.
0: Another compelling reason why to build up your Google presence. Exactly, you don't know who's watching. You
1: know, it's the long game, and they are watching. Just because they don't comment or right. engage, they are watching over and over and over again hundred percent.
0: Well, look at man, we, uh, this, this hour burned by really, really fast. We could probably go another hour. So (laughs) I'm I'm probably going to have you back in the near future, but for those who want to connect with you, what would be the best place to direct the eyeballs?
1: So, uh, my Instagram handle, I put a lot of effort into that at winning with Wade, uh, and my website is winningwithwade.com. So hit me up. You can find me, uh, don't be a secret agent. So if someone's trying to Google you, make sure they can reach you. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Wade, for
0: making time for your busy schedule, man. I learned a lot. And um, so once again, appreciate you being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right, listeners, you know what to do. If you like this episode and I'm confident you did, please leave us a review or share this with somebody else. Uh, Do them the favor of helping uh, educate them as well. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now.